0: We are back again, man. Um, when people see this, it actually be the month of July. Yeah. Uh, we're here at the end of the month, June now, man. Uh, Brian Chandler here, um, one of the lead guys, uh, under the Rub podcast. Um, close and always good friend, um, co-host of Corbin Perry here with us. And we got our good friend, um, a guy who actually just left the office because uh, wasn't up to his par. <laughs> <laughs> um, good friend Chris Smith, uh, Wealth Advisor with Eagle Strategies. Welcome to the show, Chris. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So welcome to Hunter Royal Podcast, man. I, you were telling us this was your first podcast you've ever been a part of, correct? Yep.
1: First podcast, first time on video on the internet. How you oh. feeling? Are you nervous?
2: Very. Yeah. I
1: can feel all the faces on me, or all yeah. eyes on
2: me right now. Yeah. Yeah, we have a
0: huge audience. <laughs> <laughs> Chris so. is a funny guy, man. Yeah. Chris is a funny guy. Chris... The, the thing I want to share with the viewers, I, I told, um well, we always talk about this in the office, and I also told the night leads when we was part of the group, and I know you kind of shaved your beard down now, mm. but they always called us twins because we both bought headed with <laughs> beers in the yeah. office.
1: So Otherwise, not, even still, we look just alike. Just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty
0: have less yeah, of a beard. Exactly the same. Yeah. Yes, sir. But mm-hmm. share with the people, man, exactly, Chris, what do you do, Um, and, and you're more so into your services.
1: Yeah. So the, the short version is I I help people leverage money so that it can serve them instead of them serving it. Cool. I can mean, you say that one more time, please? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I help people leverage money so that it, they, it can serve them yes, instead sir. of them serving it. And how
0: exactly do you do that?
1: Well, you know, the, the answer to that is always kind of annoying because it depends, right? It depends on the person, it depends <laughs> on the financial situation, it um, depends on their goals and, you uh, um, so, there's a few ways I do that. Uh, we do it through you know financial products yes, like uh, using life insurance as a vehicle for asset growth, using um, you know every other investment vehicle out there. I have yes, access sir. to everything. So whether it's managed accounts or just mutual funds or you know, systematic investing, whatever whatever you need, I can manage investments. The biggest the biggest area that I shine and and where I actually help people leverage that their yes, assets sir. is in the planning strategy is. So important. Any any anybody that can get a license can get can sell you a mutual fund, can sell you a life insurance policy, any of that stuff. Yes, it's in the planning, and I've been doing this it'll be ten years in well, probably by the time this podcast is out, it'll be in ten years, <laughs> July twelfth. Oh uh, congratulations, yes. Yes. man, happy yeah. anniversary. Yeah, yeah, thanks. And in those ten years, you know, what I've what I've come across is people with oodles of money that just need to figure out the best way to keep it, make sure it stays in their oh, generational wealth. Um, and I've and all the way down to people just starting out, you know, putting 25, 50 bucks a month so in, so. and you know, building up wealth. Well, one of my first clients started out with me putting $100 a month into a Roth, a Roth IRA, just a retirement account. And um, shortly after, came in, cashed the whole account out, and I'm like, what are you doing? He says, well, I'm putting a down payment on a garbage truck. That sure. was 10 years ago. Yes, it was like October of 2012. And today, he's got a waste management business that's worth about $14 million. my, my Serious? Yeah, he's my age. And and he is worth, wow. I mean, the dude, you know. And, and so I got to guide him throughout that whole process. Yes, sir. He, he and good. I grew together. That's cool. And, and so that's that's kind of the, that's where I love to, to play is hmm. with, in, in, in that entrepreneurial world, right? Business owners or people just starting out that want to grow into something big and, and leverage their wealth. Um, so, like I said, there's so many different vehicles, it would take an hour just to go through all of them. Yes, yep. yes, That's right.
2: That's all right. right. We've kind of done that, you know, uh, kind of grown together sort of thing. That is, that is the nicest part of working with people sometimes on an individual level. That's why I didn't care for real estate that much <laughs> to some degree, too. Transaction. Yeah, it's real quick and just kind of, you know, you can help people. You can definitely help people in real estate, but it's um, a little faster and... Um, you can definitely have repeat clients, you can help people throughout their life, but it's just a little different. Well, I, I think in any kind of sales environment, right? you can have an impact on, you, you can have as big of
1: an impact as you're willing to. For better or worse. Right. Yeah, for better or exactly. True. That's very true. Real estate, you can be transactional, and that's mm-hmm. fine, there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. right? Mm-hmm. You selling houses, your, your clients are happy, you're happy, everybody walks away, the sellers yeah. are happy, or the buyers, mm-hmm. whatever. And, and, but you can take another step or two forward and really get engaged with education, mm-hmm. and, and become an authority. And so, oh, in yeah. any case, you can make whatever whatever you're doing uh, right. a bigger thing than just transactional, right? That's so, very true, yeah. Uh, so yeah, and that's that's what I do. And you know, it's very relationship based in my industry. So there is no
2: transaction. I think interest interest plays a big role in that too. Like, are you, you pretty int- you're pretty interested in finance and stuff like that? Like just money in general. That was just a hobby.
1: <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, I. I'm interested in it in uh, to the extent that it is a tool that we can use to do amazing things, right? right so. Money, you know, money is such a um, a misunderstood thing in our society, like by literally every almost everybody. in yeah, the planet, right? so. Yeah, and, and it's because it became this thing. You know, we created money. Currency yeah. didn't exist before people, but true, right? We You're created this like
2: fish and stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. Well, even oh. but even that was currency, right? right so right. we
1: created this thing that suddenly became what we attach our entire work so and value to. Yeah, yeah. And so like, so. if I have my money, it's my money, not yours. No. Like I'll guard it with my life, right? Yeah. So um, so my, my goal is just to make people understand maybe it's one person at a time, maybe it's a 1,000 at a time. It just depends on my audience. But help them understand that they it, it's a tool. It's not what runs their life. Having more money than somebody else does not make you worth more than that person.
2: Okay. So. Very true, yeah.
1: We're a little ramble there, but yeah, oh, you're, you're
0: fine, <laughs> man. I like the word that you used earlier when you talked about strategies and you talked about planning, and then when you had, you know, what I'm saying you talked about how we met each other and was really able yeah. to yeah. help and grow and build this company out, and all of that is really based on the same exact thing. Oh, um, yeah, we did and, a lot. you know, all of us being entrepreneurs, all of us being our own bosses, and all of us having that, that level to where we have to hold ourselves accountable because. We, we are us, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And in this business and different things like that. And it's like, if you don't plan, you then you pretty much like planning to fail in this business. And I wanna say that's like the difference between an entrepreneur who business lasts for 20 plus or more years compared to that entrepreneur that's only business lasts for a few years. It's like yeah. once they hit a wall, they can't come up with a different strategy or different yeah. plans, you know what I'm saying? That, to continue making things work and stuff like that. Yeah. So.
2: Or they just sit at a certain level. A lot of businesses. I feel like a lot of businesses, a lot of business owners I know like get three, four, five years in and yeah. they just kind of stay at that stage forever because it, it is hard to really lift off, I think, from that point when you start adding people and and everything especially. And uh, it's tough. It's tough to scale business. Well,
1: you know, I, I think a lot of it has to do with mindset. And, and you know, not, mm-hmm. not every business owner is an entrepreneur. That's true. Right? So yeah. there are plenty of business owners that are, like, second, third, fourth generation. Yeah kinda of just inherited a business, they don't yeah. have an entrepreneurial spirit. They Not might true. right. But often they don't. And and so they mm-hmm. that's where you see, you know, family businesses running into the ground. That's where <laughs> yeah, you see the, the guy or gal who started a business out of out of a, a passion but didn't have the entrepreneurial spirit, right? Yes, and that's why they plateau. Yeah. It's those that, that see the business that they're creating as a, another tool, another way to express their energy, their their whatever they're giving to the world. And then if that business fails, it's not a failure. I'm sorry. It, if they didn't fail, the business did. That's fine, we move on to the next. I've owned three businesses. One of them, well, one of them was three pizza stores. Two of the stores failed. Let me rephrase that. They, they, they became a, a, a sucking chest wound, uh, at, you know, so to speak. Yeah. And, and so we we cut them out, and then we sold the third one. I, I look I looked at that as a failure when I first when it first happened. Yeah,
2: and now I look back on it as a, maybe the a, success a, was in knowing when to get out of it and sell them and everything. Like it's it's just a matter of framing it. Yes, yeah, yeah, the success was yeah. what I learned from it. I learned yeah. how, to,
1: how to operate a business. I learned yeah. how to take my punches. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there are so many people that that try that start a business because they either feel like they have to. Yeah. And, and then they, they just hit a wall and they don't go through it. Mm-hmm. Then there's the, there are those that do it because they have a calling, like you mm-hmm. have a calling for what you do. Seems so like whatever, exactly. <laughs> you're, you, the, the entire inspection business could go under, like everything, and just that industry is gone, and you're gonna find another spot to, to mm-hmm. succeed. So that, that um, I don't know where we were going with that, but that's the kind of entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate that's the kind of client, I think you asked me, my yeah. uh, ideal client, that's the person right there. Somebody that, I don't care what you build, Build something that's perfect for
2: you, and I want to be your guy that helps you. To Sometimes make people only seem to do businesses too, just because uh, they don't really want to um, have a job or a or work. For they want to someone. buy themselves yeah. a job. Yeah, yeah, which is totally reasonable because most people will, if they're good at what they do, make more probably on average or you know more in less time or more with more time uh you know doing something especially a, a trade or something like that they can do it on their own so if, if you've
1: got like imagine a walmart cashier or whatever meyer cashier and they just and you know sam walton or whoever the walton is that runs <laughs> the show now yeah comes in and says the store is now yours <laughs> and they're going to run into the ground because they're just a cashier and they got that cashier mentality not that there's anything wrong with that but they don't know what they're doing they don't have yeah, the yeah, spirit yeah. of no, the passion you hand, that, sure. you hand that business over to somebody who's got that fire yeah. and you Walmart you're going to take it and go figure it out I would hope know. so <laughs> <laughs> I'll there. I heard it, that's Gordon that's might so. cash <laughs> it
2: out because he's been on beach for of his life probably probably, probably. But, but there's you know, nothing wrong with that uh, I'm just kidding uh, sold
1: <laughs> But, like, that's that's just the, you know, it's it's all just about energy and, and passion yeah. and then and flow with, with that sort of thing. So That's true. How, is, is there a difference
0: between failure and then learning from your mistakes? You mentioned that earlier. I don't know if those things, obviously I think they play hand-to-hand, uh, but are those things the same? Just to kind of hear from you guys' perspective. Mm-hmm. No, no,
1: they're not. Mm-hmm. Making mistakes is part of growth. You cannot grow without a mistake. Just like in the stock market. Yes, you cannot grow until there is a downturn, right? Agree. You cannot grow as a person without making mistakes. The only point of failure is if you decide not to continue. If you decide that you that the failure is too big, you can't make it past it, the mistake was too large, that's a failure. That constitutes a failure. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I mean anything that's up true. until that point is just a learning experience okay and now if you if you like I said if you stop at that mistake and, and call it a failure then yeah that's a failure for sure
2: I would agree with that framing yeah that's that seems pretty yeah because a failure implies it's done it's pretty much over sort of thing but if, if you if you screw something up and keep moving you didn't necessarily fail you just made a mistake along the way yeah the way to success hopefully <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Failure is giving up or, or Making a mistake, not learning anything from it, and then moving on. And still. blaming um, other people yeah, for it. Like, yeah. that's failing for yeah. sure. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that's there, a are, fail. <laughs> there are there
1: millions of people in this country and this and you know yeah. probably billions in this world that fail yeah. and, uh, constantly right. Yeah. And uh, you know I I you know if you if you want to reframe that fail forward right and make a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Fall, you know, fall forward into the next step and figure it out. So, yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. It's a good thing, to, and I feel like I do that. Some people I feel like have a lot of hesitancy just making decisions because they're afraid of failing because they don't necessarily think about it that way. Um, so they just get held up and trying to make decisions. I'm more of a risk taker in that I would just rather make the mistake and then and then face the consequences just to move things forward and knowing that I'm going to learn from it and just everything's going to be fine, you know, I'm just and just move on from it. I, it's not that I go out of my way to try and... You know, brute force things just to make mistakes and <laughs> yeah, like, just whirlwind through. I can't know, wait till you fail. Yeah. Yeah, nobody needs a guy like that around, you know. Um, but at the same time, you know, and when everybody's kind of just standing there looking at something, and everybody's afraid to do anything because nobody wants to do something wrong with it, it's like, well, we can't do anything if we're all just sitting In here. So, yeah. like, let's just do what we're gonna do and make the best you know risk analysis we can, and then we'll take the consequences if something happens, you know, just move on. Like, I, I've gotten better at that as I've gotten older, and I kind of notice people, certain people have a hard time with that sort of thing, I think. It's, oh, yeah. And I, you know, we all struggle with it. Making mistakes still That's sucks, right. but at a certain point, you just got to think about um, whether it's really that big of a deal or not, you know? Especially if you're not disappointing mm-hmm. other people along the way. Well,
1: and, and even if you are, right? Like, the, yeah. the only point where it becomes... A problem is is if you don't, like I said, just keep moving forward. Yeah, inaction
2: yeah. is a failure in some sense you know, to not. Oh, absolutely. And, and yeah. so
1: many people are paralyzed by fear. And because mm-hmm. so you know I mentioned money yeah. being such a part of people's lives mm-hmm. and the ingrained in society so much, we put so much value on a dollar that it becomes this thing that we will protect as much as we can, and and a risk of that involves money, yeah. right? You, you would think you're risking your life by you making a business decision, right? And so people I, sit there paralyzed, yeah, yeah, yeah. paralyzed with fear.
2: Yeah, There's a
1: really good book um, by Kyle Cease. He's a former comedian. He was an actor. Was I was going to say, 10 <laughs> <of> the, <laughs> Things I Hate About You, like, what, 20 years ago or whatever? Kyle Kyle I can't bring a face to that name. I, 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 I wouldn't have known his face, but I knew the name. Okay. But I'll tell you what, he, he wrote a book called, um, I Hope I Screw This Up. And he's got a second book, The Illusion okay. of Money. The first book is a short read. I recommend it to anybody that is in any kind of decision. Made. It's called "I Hope I Screw This Up." I hope I I'll screw see. this up. It's on Audible. You put on one and a quarter speed. It's oh, you're done it yeah, in like three yeah, hours. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm familiar with.
2: I just can't. I just can't believe. Um, I just can't even imagine him. I don't know if I know him. I don't know where I know him from but I'm very familiar it's been a while since I've seen like his stand up or anything maybe he hasn't done one in a while no he, maybe, he uh, quit that
1: like 10 years
2: ago or that makes like sense that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah that's his weirder blacker dimpler on sense <laughs> this comedy so yeah it's yeah. been about 10, 10 years or so since I've uh, even seen or heard from him And, and what I was the like, name of the book? Uh, I hope I screw this up I hope I screw and this then, up and then
1: the other one is The Illusion of Money uh, why chasing this so, I forget the rest of it i
2: floored right now that he's written books like that that's and so funny to me not
1: only has he written a book it's good. probably one of the best books I've ever read. the way he writes his, his voice in there is amazing and I, I'm telling you right now you read those two books uh, he's, he's a great he's a great comedian
2: he's a really talented he is. comedian so and he's funny in that. his book too yeah.
1: the, the audible because he uh, narrates his own book
2: no way! Yeah, but, and and that makes me comedian. Watch yeah. some, stand up from him, because I feel like you would you would enjoy that. I just I'm just having a blast from the past right now. Well, <laughs> he, <laughs> that's crazy. His, his books. I I'll be honest. I never heard his
1: stand up. Never once. Dude, I never even. I didn't realize he who he hilarious. was until I read. Yeah, we're having videos. like a
2: reverse thing right now. Yeah, now, yeah. I'm, like, I'm just mind blown that he's. Yeah,
1: they got recommended to me, and I just like, finished okay, it, yeah, uh, sure. the sure. second book, and I I read the other one um, a couple weeks ago. The way oh the the funniest thing okay when you go if you go to do Audible for that first book you got to get through the intro because he reads it in a weird voice (laughs) but anyway enough on that that's that's where a lot of this comes from so uh, or you know it's it's part of where it comes from but my um, you know my thought process back to what we we were talking about you know failure you know and entrepreneurial entrepreneurialism can't speak. Um, it's it's just a hundred percent about mindset. What's whatever is whatever is in your way, if you see it as a as a um, just an obstacle instead of a barrier, That's all. you get through it. So, I think
0: what I hear is something that that we may be able to agree to disagree on. That it's okay to take three or five steps back if that three or five is going to get you fifteen steps ahead compared to. Not taking any steps, pressure, and yeah. then just being there, like you said, kind of really either scared to fail, scared scared yeah. to to do something other than what they're doing. It may equal to change. It may be a few different things, but that's kind of what I heard. Of mm. kind of you know from the, you guys' perspective.
1: Yeah. The only the only part of that that I would not disagree with, but yes, just sir. twist a little bit. Yes, sir. Is if you're looking at it as taking three to five steps back. Yes, sir. You're not. If because okay, there are two paths ahead of me. One Still average
2: is, forward, I guess. Yeah. Well
1: sure, but 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 even that, like, there are two if if I'm at a fork in the road and the one path is what I know, right? It's security, that false sense of security okay. that we all have. Because whatever that security is, it's what we know. Most people are miserable in their security. Agreed. Right? The other path is unknown, has amazing potential, potentially limitless, right? Yeah. And so, t- like, to look at that as having to take a step back to go on that path, yes, it's the wrong idea, and 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 it's just about a mindset thing. It's not like, like okay, your yeah, man, yeah, but yeah. agreed. But like, if you look at it as, I hope I screw this up by going on this path, right? Again, yes, back to that book. It. There, there's nothing that can stop you once you've made the decision. Like truly made the decision, everything will open up for you, and okay. and so, so yeah, that's the only part of that that I would like. Tweak a little bit is—it's not a step back. It's—it's it's always a leap forward. And um, so, yeah, yeah. But Definitely. otherwise, yes, hundred
0: percent. Makes sense. Makes sense. So with you being a wealth advisor, Chris, um, and like I said, me being a home inspector, obviously dealing with a lot of people who are buying and selling homes different things like that. So this will be specific for people who already own homes. Is there any specific tools or resources they should be able to use? In regards to investing or saving, um, because I know when you typically have a property, there's some, there's always some form of benefits from it. So, what sure. may be the benefits in regards to dealing with investing or saving when you have a
1: property? Yeah. Um, so, the first one I would say is especially right now with equity being through the roof. Like, I, I what is it? Twenty two trillion dollars is in the uh, U.S. home equity market right now. Oh, so there are there. I just read this. Uh, That's a lot of money. Yeah, I think it's $22 trillion right now sitting in equity in, in homes. So the mortgage balances versus the, the total home values of the whole US, $22 trillion. So what that looks like to me is that is an opportunity, right? So yes, personally, my home, I bought it in October of, of 18. And in that three and a half years that I've lived there, it had, it grew in equity by, you um, uh hundred and forty thousand Three and a half years. Hundred and forty thousand. And all I did is live there, right? And pay on it. And, yeah. I, uh, and so I leveraged that. Right? I took advantage of that equity that could go away if the market goes down. Mm-hmm. The home equity line of credit won't. And you don't even have to use it, but I have it open and That's I know right. it's there. It's, it's like a checkbook that I don't have to fund, right? Now, it's funded by my equity in my home, but the fact is it's a thing there that I'm paying a very low interest rate on. Yes, right. And if I take that, instead of going and getting, say, like, an auto loan, right? Maybe, maybe you don't have great credit, no. and so your auto loan rate is 9%, 10%. You can get a HELOC for four and a half, five percent 5%, right? A uh, equity line of credit. Mm-hmm. You take that, and, and you have flexibility on how you pay it back, too, right? You can, And you can just keep rolling it. You can use that to, to flip things. You can use that to... You, know, you can leverage your house. Let's say you want to get into. I I really want to start buying, and selling, and like brokering exotic cars. Think like Audi R eight, Lamborghini Huracan. You know, things things like that in that two, you know one to two hundred yep. thousand range, and, uh, and use my HELOC to to flip to start that process. Just because oh, I I, wow. I spend my own cash when I can, you know, use other people's money. <laughs> so Makes in sense. this case, it's just equity in my own home. So.
0: To do that though, uh, equity is a form of credit, and obviously, if yeah. you don't know, own a home from a per, from a personal standpoint, you have to have some some form of good credit to to get those resources and different things like that.
1: Correct? Yeah, and and here's what you're banking on, right? So yeah, uh, any any type of any type of credit that's not leaning on a on a collateral like a home, yes, sir, is is considered unsecured debt, right? So yes, it's it's higher interest because the credit card company or whoever you're borrowing from is going to have higher risk in you. Yep. But you have to look at it as can you responsibly manage that debt? Debt is bad when it's irresponsibly oh, built, right? But debt is how every millionaire, every billionaire has ever gotten that wealthy is because they've leveraged their their, their own future income potential. Based on uh, knowing a cal- you know, figure- calculating a risk. Okay, so so if you are using unsecured debt for yourself, you don't own a home, you don't have the collateral to do that. You have to be very sure that you can count on you because now you're the collateral, right? And uh, and that's where people freak out. They go, what if I can't? What if I get you know, a small business loan to start a, an inspection business or something, or start a, uh, a cleaning service? And they're banking on themselves, and most people trust. Somebody else before they trust themselves or something like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so anyway, that's one way. Sorry, we, we you asked me about <laughs> uh, opportunities for homeowners. That's one. Right, leveraging mm-hmm. your equity. Um, another one is if you have any kind of business or you can form any kind of business, um, even if it's not really what yeah. somebody would call it. <laughs> yeah. You know. But the fact is, if you can form like an LLC or an S corp and and have a home office, now you can start leveraging. Your home and, and writing things up. so it's not really Agreed. It's you're not really uh growing anything, but you're reducing your expenses by yes, reducing sir. your taxable yes, income. So there's another another uh, way to do it. Um, and you know there's there's not a lot of. There are other things you can do, yes, and sir. it's maybe hit into the weeds, but those are probably the two main things that I that I like to talk about with with homeowners or, or even non homeowners. Like you can do the same in your apartment, right? Like yes, if. Sir. Because you have an apartment, right? Yep. Yeah. So you can actually use a room of your, of your apartment as a home office, pay yourself 500 bucks a month in rent, and you write that off. And because it's not a home, there's no depreciation schedule, it's just 500 bucks a month comes off of your, uh, your taxable income, because of that, right? So there's a lot okay. of things you can do. Now, you gotta get in with a CPA and yeah. make sure your taxes are right, but that's another opportunity to just, just use what you have. Okay. Um, yeah, hmm. I mean Jeff Bezos started in his garage selling books, right? And now he's one of the richest in the world. Yeah.
2: Garages are honestly underrated because they're a good place to start anything—a band, a business. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Garages are very useful. You know, use it as a garage for auto work. Yeah. I mean, right? start an auto business. No. I mean, there's there's all kinds that of things. Are. Do. Lots of good things started
1: in garages. Uh, yes. I've cool. I've been I've always wanted to build a or uh, you know make a start a, a custom auto shop to do. Just custom car stuff. That right? And and somebody just the other day said, why don't you just start rolling the camera every time you work on your own car? Let that be the thing that gets you you know the springboard. And, so. you know, go with a YouTube channel, get that moving in my own garage, yeah. Yeah. working on my own car. Start talking. Yeah, yeah. just Hello. just talking, yeah. Just I talk, talk to myself it. anyway when I work on my car, so why not have a camera rolling, right? Agreed. And that can turn into something else. I could get the traction needed to get a YouTube channel going, the YouTube channel can get the actual business going. Next thing you know, you get yourself uh, West Coast Customs, but less, I don't want it. It's douchey. They're douchey.
0: maybe <laughs> <laughs> like pit my ride or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that show when
2: I was a kid. That shit used to be. They the did do adventure. some pretty crazy stuff. Exhibit was cars, ridiculous. Yeah. yeah Yo, do dog! I heard you like fish tanks. I put a fish tank in your car. Some of that shit. I
1: was wondering <laughs> what the hell
0: those cars you look right. like nowadays, man. Driving a Civic around with a fish tank
2: in the back of it.
1: So there's there's an there's a a show or like a, a YouTube video. I can't remember now. I saw it and it's like what you know pit. My ride cars, all now, were they now, and and they found some of these cars that got, uh-huh. and some of the people that got the cars. Uh-huh. well. more than half of them. Had to get rid of the car because the value associated with it was like more than their house is worth, right? I think that's what happens with those house shows too. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It's every time. Yeah, and for the taxes on it. Because yeah, because if I if I give you something that I say is or that is valued at two hundred thousand dollars, right? Let's say yeah. a five thousand dollars Civic that uh-huh. I put two hundred thousand into, <laughs> and a freaking fish tank and neon lights, you have to pay taxes on two hundred thousand dollars of income, even though you got a car. Yeah. Uh, with a freaking fish tank in it, so. <laughs> yeah, oh, hey, gotta wow. sell the car. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think, like all those cars are in uh, John Karen's by now. Yeah, for I, like, sure. Him what, I don't know what was it with a dead fish ago? and uh, <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> a little SpongeBob thing at the bottom of the fish, and, and the projector in the, <laughs> the <laughs> truck is sadly
1: playing like Finding Nemo or something as the fish dies in the tank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it used to be some weird shit they used to install in those cars, So man. funny, poor, poor
2: fish too. Like, cause that big system behind it probably, so that always just crank the music, yeah. and the fish is just getting rattled to death. <laughs> oh, yeah. know. And, and they're always man. like
1: inside of a seat. Like, how do you feel? them? <laughs> A like goldfish is dead before a carton. How do you clean it out, yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's cool. This I going to last nasty about two effort. months, and then the damn fish is done, <laughs> If that, two <laughs> days. I yeah, think pretty, it's pretty much. It's dead much. before it gets delivered to them. <laughs> Kill <us> itself. <laughs> but anyway, um, gosh, I have no idea. Yeah, well, yeah, we were just talking about different ways you can start things up, but that's, the, I mean, anything can become... If you've got enough passion and drive, anything can become that. Like West Coast Customs, right. Right? uh what's his name? Uh, Ryan Friedlinger, the, the guy from West Coast Customs that did pimp my ride. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, He started the way I just described, but like pre YouTube, yeah. right? So he started in the nineties just building cool cars. Good, um so and he like borrowed hundred grand from his grandfather or something like that. It wasn't even that much, it was small.
0: Well, see, I learned something new. I never, I think you may have mentioned it to me, but I didn't know that was like maybe like one of your true passions or that like that's something that you truly wanted to do. So I appreciate you sharing that with the viewers. Hopefully that kind of inspires some people who got a garage and been thinking about using it, you know, for a while and never really had that, that motivation to do so. Um, something I asked you kind of before the show some things we were working on personally. Um, I want to kind of talk about infinite banking. A lot of people don't know about infinite banking. So when you express it to them, obviously when you express new ideas to people that don't know about it, it kind of go over their head, especially if they're not willing to learn about it. So just kind of go deeper into that and the the importance or the true value of infinite banking.
1: Sure. So um, infinite banking is just, it's a concept, right? And it's called many different things. Infinite banking is probably the most popular one. because it, it, it kind of encompasses all the different vehicles you can use. Yes, sir. Um, the foundation of it is it uses life insurance as as the platform, right? Yes, sir. And there are many different types of life insurance. Um, you know, you'll, you'll find the, the guys that are in the pyramid scheme life insurance companies selling what's called Index Universal Life as an infinite banking product, and it just doesn't work, right? It, um, there's, a, there's a thousand different types of policies out there right. from a thousand, you know, a thousand different carriers those don't work but the, the the basis is it uses life insurance as the vehicle that you essentially overlook permanent life insurance so whole life and universal life and variable universal life. Yes. all those all three of those vehicles um, build cash value and and the the I won't go into the depth of why it works but or I'm sorry how it works but I will say why the IRS looks at cash value in a life insurance policy as your premium right yes. And now it's gonna grow, so like a whole life policy, for example, grows by dividends. So I use one that grows like 6% a year. It's not sexy, right, because it's only growing at 6% a year, but the cool thing about it, the sexy thing about it, is when everybody's panicking about the market, guess where my whole life policy is? Up. It's not down, it's always up, always, always. Um, and so that's the basis of why why the, uh, you know, why that works. But also the IRS looks at that as, when you go to take money out of it, so let's say you've been, building one for a few years, maybe 10 years or whatever. When you go to take money out, let's say you've put in $100,000 over the course of 10 years, right? Okay. And you want to pull um, you want to pull 50 grand out. No, I'm sorry. The cash value has grown because of the dividends. So now it's worth just say 120000 yeah. right? Not sexy, right? But so 120000 and you want to pull out fifty grand for yourself to, to invest in your business, maybe you got to buy a car, whatever you need. I don't, it, the, the policy and the IRS, the insurance carrier, they don't care how old you are, they don't care how much money you make, they don't care what your tax status is, you pull that money out, it's in your account in 48 hours. The idea, though, is that you're borrowing it, you're not taking it, you're borrowing it. So even if you pull all well, the 120000 out, yes, that 20000 of gain normally would be taxable. But what you're doing is you're borrowing it from your own policy and you're going to structure a, a repayment whenever you feel like yes, it. The sooner you do it, the better, of course, but you never actually have to, if you don't want to, I'll, t- t- I'll explain that in a second. So because it's a, the, the first is a return of premium, yes, meaning you're taking your own money back out, there's no gains, so there's no taxes on that. When you go above and beyond the original amount put in, that gain is would be taxable if you took it out, but you're borrowing yes, it. So what if I die without ever paying it back, right? Hopefully of old age, but what if I die without ever paying yes, it sir. back? Well, my policy with one hundred twenty thousand in cash value and has probably got a million dollar death benefit. They just take it out of the death benefit, so my family gets eight eighty instead of a million, right? So, which is not bad. <laughs> not yeah, bad. no. So the reason it's called infinite banking is because you you con- you contribute to it monthly or annually for however long you set up, but usually yes, so. ten to ten to twenty years at least, if not like at thirty, 30-ish, twenty nine, all of you. Twenty eight. Twenty-eight, that's
2: right. Gosh. Um, or thirty, but what's his we
1: should you got a mouse in your pocket? <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> um I uh yeah. I'm not
2: thirty.
1: It was. Um
2: No I'm stretch.
1: <laughs> so you in in you could do it as just a straight whole life, right? right sir. Where you pay to age one hundred. You can decide to stop paying at a certain yep. and let the, the cash flow you pay. But anyway, the reason it's it's called infinite banking is because you borrow from it without any underwriting, without anybody approving you. Yes, you just sir. take your money out and, and use it, and then pay it back, and you're contributing still. A year goes by, you pull more money out, you pay it back, and you know you you in you can infinitely just keep doing that yes, as long as you keep it within the parameters. So, the reason it's attractive for anybody that has a, a need for that sort of thing, right? Not I don't mean anybody because if you're If you're not making rent, if you're struggling to keep uh, food on the table, yeah, it's not for you. But if you've got an abundance and you're saving, um, and and you you need a tool like that for, whether it's business, whether it's just for personal use, whatever you want to use it for, um, then that's why it's attractive. It's growing without any volatility. It's growing at usually about 6%, depending on the carrier, and and you can just keep doing it. So, for example, I got connected with a guy who does this, but on a much larger scale, like 30,000 um, viewers. Oh, we're there, a little bit. we're there, man. Yeah, <laughs> Like 20% more than what you got. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like oh, yeah, that. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's got guys like, like NBA players, Kevin Hart is in there. So, so...
2: Oh yeah. wow! We got a line out to him right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I got you still. Yeah, right. We got the Rock on the, uh, the next show. The yeah. Rock.
1: <laughs> nice. What, is Chris Rock coming too?
2: Because I love to see those two. He's booked again. out. He's had a he's had a big summer, but he he said he said will come back around the winter. Huh?
1: Busy getting slapped wherever he's at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, we try to have him and Will on the show, but it won't work, man. <laughs> 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 a
1: little bit of tension. So. I don't know. Well, but, so like a guy like that, you you could put a million dollars a year into that, and just build this massive pile of money. That is, it's all. Oh, this is the other cool part. It's free from creditors. You go bankrupt, you get sued. It's protected, right? So, In most oh, states, wow. not every state. Wow. wow. And, not every state. Um, yeah, like I'm sure California has some rules that they can grab that. <laughs> I'm as, sure you're yeah. right. But um, <laughs> California, and New York are just horrendous for insurance laws anything. and anything investment laws For yeah. <laughs> 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 anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, living, yeah, yeah existing. <laughs> 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 like it's cool to yeah. visit, but but yeah, um, for but the, you can scale it however you want, right? So if so. it's if it's the couple hundred bucks a month, which that's how I, I started mine at twenty nine, and uh, I've used it a few times. So. I pulled ten grand and grand out one time just to, um, uh, you. I didn't want to use credit. I wanted to no. use my own money. No. And I'm paying, you pay a little interest on it, it's like two percent. You're buying car parts, words, yeah. <laughs> I pulled the money out for car parts. But I didn't pay any interest on in it because I, <laughs> I just put it right back in. So I used. Yeah, I Fair enough. It. Fair enough, man. No, it's d- 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 your money and you want it in the house, so there's nothing wrong with Exactly right. It's my money and I want it now Called Chris Smith. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: oh, man, man. I want to I um, jump into another topic. So um, I know Corbin knows this. I don't know if I exactly shared with the, uh, share this with you, Chris. But um, a couple of years ago, I uh, graduated from Spring GR. Spring GR was a 90 day entrepreneurship course. Um, I feel like they gave me the fuel or the blueprint of really how to run a business and really put all our ideas in place. Saying that, um, the second phase of it um, is the 250 project is to work with minority businesses to get them to that 250 in sales and continue striving from there. Saying that, um, I wanna say a class or two ago, our main um, topic was ideal, ideal or target customer. Uh, I want you guys to possibly share uh, with the viewers what you guys think your overall target customer is mm. when it comes to your business. I know that may be like a challenging question. Uh, when they first asked me, I had to think about it, but I was like, well, What's my average client? My clients are typically somewhat engaged or married. Um, they typically may have a child or two. Um, and then like price point house wise, I would guess on average between like 250 and 350 um, in regards to mm-hmm. purchasing a home. Okay. Um, I would say I do a decent amount of educators on a yearly basis, a lot of engineers. On a yearly basis, um, and a lot of tech people, because I we may, you know, ask each other what you do for a living, or you know, something like that. Uh, but like my client today, he actually works on building RVs. Oh, so that's cool. Like custom
1: RVs or just like production? Say that again. Like custom built RVs? Or... Um,
0: I didn't ask. Mm-hmm. Well, probably I'm guessing half, half, and half for the demand. They may get on customs. So he was saying he pretty much know how to do everything in his house but even though it's you know what i'm saying it's yeah, the same it's thing works. it's just yeah. it's bigger so yeah, yeah, he yeah. That, that's what he told me he, he was doing and everything like that so you know what i'm saying you pick up on those small things and um i re- even remember a few weeks ago when i used to work for grps i had the opportunity to do the superintendent house she was telling me she worked at grps after what she did she told me she was the superintendent i'm like you used to be my boss, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I, I used to do security, so um, just those small personal conversations and different things like that. But um, what do you guys feel like who, who um, your target customer may be?
2: I'll let you go first because I can talk about uh, this for an hour, Jeez, Yeah, this, it's tough. I mean, you have ideal customer, and then you have the customer that you want, and those for me are probably going to be different things. The customer that I want is the customer that has a hundred million dollar business and everything they need and they just pitch it to me <laughs> but, you know, and, I, and i do what i do but um the idea i don't hmm for me i guess the i honestly the ideal um customers let's say if i was gonna specifically for uh, building websites or something i would say people who are in industries of things like um, things like trades and things like that honestly. Okay. and the reason I say that is because trades people construction people things like that understand the value of work um, and understand the value of uh-huh. hourly work yeah. and that sort of thing um, so that's easier to communicate otherwise the struggle that I have in my business is I think that a lot of times people think that they're doing me a favor more than I'm doing them a favor yes, um, yep. And they don't yep. and that's that's I understand why that is because you know yep. they come to you. To, for, for expertise on something but don't necessarily it's a, it's a tough thing it's abstract it's hard to really understand you know there's we're in the age of like digital website builders and stuff so everybody thinks they can be a webmaster because they can get onto Wix and make a website in five minutes or whatever and I understand that it's but not it it, it's not how it <laughs> works at all there's so much more to it and it, for some people that is the solution to hop on Wix and spend ten minutes making a templated site I understand that but depending on goals expectations three-year look five-year look that sort of thing there's a lot to think about there's obviously we're learning um there's search engine concerns and things like that but that all takes more and more time and energy and effort and um, that's what i find i think a lot of times people don't realize is for a person or an agency or whatever else it is to build a website i have to obviously be able to build a functional website but honestly, we have to, unless the, the person coming to us is going to provide content, provide information and direction, yes, sir. which nine times out of ten they're not, yeah. uh, have to learn the industry too. Yeah. So I have to at least learn surface level about the industry so we can make content, so we can figure out what other people in the industry are doing, how you can do better than that, how you can at least do as well as they're doing in certain things. Yeah. Um, you, you can't just really know about websites and also know about everybody's individual industry and most people when they come for a website uh, a lot of people don't even have a logo so you know you're just you're starting from absolute bare minimum and uh, sometimes that's a tough thing to communicate you know like how much time and effort and energy that's going to take but people who tend to do that uh, who tend to do contract work or that sort of thing really tend to have a better understanding of just how much time everything can possibly take and have a better idea of what a simple job versus a medium job versus a high-end job like what kind of time was in those sorts of things so those are some of my favorite people to work with I would say as opposed to people who just kind of have a thought uh, on a whim like I'll make a website for something and it's like we really don't understand how much time and energy are going to make this do we, you know? So I guess that's 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 a kind of an ideal client for me, that would be uh-huh. yeah. nice. Yeah. How
1: about for you, Chris? So
2: uh, I've I money
1: <laughs> I only want not do it. No, no. Honestly, I mean don't get me wrong, that's a quick
2: way to For all know, of us, right? put some money in the bank, mm-hmm. but Me like ten thousand square foot houses. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's that's like that's like a result. I I like to focus on. um, I think a lot of marketing is done by demographic, right? Sure. And and you know demographics are. I I think we all know what they are, but I mean there are three different demographics in this room right now, right? You know you've got a twenty eight year old black male from you know the city of Grand Urban Grand Rapids, right? Yeah. You've got a thirty seven year old white male from BFE in, you know, Central Michigan, then you got Corbin, a, a 30-year-old white male. Where yeah. the hell are you? Where are you from? You're from here. You're rock yeah. Right. Rock <laughs> yeah. I cried, right? And so that's demographics, right? And, and so yeah. but the thing is, I can't find a common thread just by looking at those things that's between any, any of the three of us. If I see us yeah. described on paper, how do I determine the common thread? Yes, yeah, for sure. So I look at psychographics, right? And, and don't get me wrong, demographics are important. I don't want an eighty-five-year-old person with three dollars to their name because that's I can't do anything for them. Yeah, but that's so, personal. <laughs> what I do is I put I put a, a guardrail around it in, uh, in in the form of demographics, right? So I want somebody between the ages of twenty-five and sixty-five. That's not, and that's not very strict. Twenty-five sure. to sixty-five. With a little room. Mm-hmm. With a, you know, with an established career or business making at least $150,000 a year for the sure. last two or three years, right? Yes, sir. That's kind of my, that's, I would call that from a demographic standpoint, my ideal. Life. Yes, sir. But when I look at psychographics, right? Who are they interested in? Who are they following on Twitter? Who, you know, what, what do they do on the weekend? Yes, are, they, are they family-oriented? Are they, are they entrepreneurial? Like, I want to know that when I work with somebody that we get along and that we, there's sure. a common thread between us. Okay. And that common thread can be something as simple as we both have this open-minded approach towards growth, right, yes, and wealth building. Yep. And, and, and then, because once you have that, the trust just happens. Like, because if I can speak to somebody authentically, and they, they vibe with that, yes, there is no need for me to sell a thing. Right? We just establish a trust yeah. and I know That's I'm insane. doing the right thing because oh. I'm coming from my authentic self and saying this is what's going to help you achieve what you're trying to do. Yeah. And, then, and then there's no selling then because, because I found the right person from a psychographic standpoint. Because that same, you know, you take a, a, a 50-year-old white male that makes $300,000 a year, it sounds like a really awesome client, but he could be a total jerk. He could be completely disinterested no, no, in anything no. beyond his nine to five job. No, no. Right? I don't know. So I care about are they, you know if they're following a guy like Jordan Peterson, right? That's our, or or Gary Vee or sure, sure. or um, or they've read all of Ky- you know, both of Kyle Assis's yeah. like something like that is where I'm interested in because I know that we're gonna have a connection and uh, a deeper yeah, so cool. and and don't get me wrong, the way your businesses operate, that's not as important. Because it's more transactional. I'm sorry with that, though. It, it, now that you're saying it, I'm like, I completely agree. Yeah, you know, your your world is a little different, I guess, because you're actually work with them for a while. Yeah, so that it's still transactional, it's, but the transaction is longer. Generally. So yeah, you have to make sure that you have that you're... A lot better when we
2: get along and we kind of communicate <laughs> sure. and we think, think about things the same way. And you have the
1: same end in mind. Yeah, that's right? right. Because if you both see something totally different yeah. uh, as the result, yeah. you're, you're never... I, gonna I, get I struggle
2: on. with people that kind of want to uh, just hack things together that's not my nature it goes against my nature I really like to work with people that like to do things thoroughly it's not because I want to milk like I'll do it quickly that's not the, that's not the point it's just to milk more money out of it or something I'll do things thoroughly quicker than most people will do things not thoroughly so that's not usually the problem. It's just like, I want it to be... Like, in some sense, it's like an art. Like, for you, it's the same thing. It's your reputation. Like, you're like I'm putting my reputation on the line. If somebody looks at it and you say, who's managing that for you? Or who's doing that website for you? Like, that's as much of a signature on that piece of art as anything. I hate putting bad art or something, just crappy stuff out there. And I don't even want somebody to ask, like, you know, where'd that come from? Like, don't tell me it was me. I hate that exactly. kind of thing, you know? Cause who knows how they're looking at? It. Maybe they're asking because they want to make sure they avoid, you know? No, that yeah. Right, right, yeah, <laughs> oh, you know, no, actually, yeah, 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 yeah. He did a great job for me. Like, yeah, I'll make sure to call him, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. So that's a great wow, point. That's think, a great point. I think yeah. you can boil it down
1: to this, right? As long as you keep, like I said, demographics as a guardrail, and then and you look at the psychographics. Exactly of what you mm-hmm. want as a client and mm-hmm. then become your ideal client. Become your ideal client and you will attract your ideal client. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Think about that. And I don't mean like, like for me, you know, if I want I, my ideal client is somebody that's going to just hand me a hundred million dollars and say, be my financial advisor for, you know, <laughs> do the rest what you of my do. life. Yeah. And I'm like, that would be fantastic. I would never have to do a thing again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I wouldn't, I wouldn't just stop. But the point is, that person could be completely out of alignment with, yeah. with, and who well, you but, are? Yeah, and, and who? Yeah, and and I'm not going to become that, but I could become that person from a, a psychographics standpoint. Yes, sir. This hundred million dollar client and, and and you know me, not a hundred million dollar no, no, no. client, could be the same person. He just happened to have more money stockpiled. That's no, right. No, no. So, like fifty million more than you,
2: something like that. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> give or take. Here's <laughs> 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 standard deviation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I fortunately, well, I don't know, fortunately or unfortunately, I'm only with my client typically for an hour. I'm probably on the phone with them probably two minutes, just just introduce myself, explaining the process. Yeah. Typically, a realtor has to deal with (laughs) any person or anything. And obviously, when you meet somebody, you get somewhat of an idea of who they are, you know, if you can relate to them or something like that. Um, but typically the whole time I'm just kind of explaining what's going actually. on in, in the house you know once you come different. to my
1: house and do an inspection I'm the guy that follows you around and talks to you about every little thing you're looking at and it takes three hours I, <laughs> I've, been know what that, I, at. I've
0: been in that situation before <laughs> and I'm like I'm on top of the roof and the client asks me what the hell is going on with their furniture, their foundation? I'm like, I'm uh, on your roof. We'll talk about like, it. Okay. And, you know, I yeah. and, and like you know, I could be in the attic. They're they talking about something that's going on
1: in the basement.
2: I'm yes, like, I don't do
0: that.
1: I, I
2: have people are a, like,
1: what you looking at over there? What is something wrong with it? Why are you writing down this? You know, is that is that scat? You know, our, uh, foundation got a crack in it. What's why are you looking so close? Cool? That's how I do it. But, yeah, I'm okay I with it.
0: that, man. <laughs> I, I, I dealt with my clients like that before. Um... But I think go back to what you said and I think what we'll kinda of hear from what Corbin is saying, you want that trust piece. I have to you have to trust me with my creativity or with my service or mm-hmm. the, you know that my tool that, that we're using. If you don't trust me, it's impossible. I can't I can't help you mm-hmm. because you're gonna think I'm doing something that I don't supposed to be doing, but in reality, no. This is how it's supposed to get done. Going back to what you said, you can't rush the things that you do because I don't know what it takes to build a website. That's why, you know, Corbin, that's, you know what I'm saying? I think that's why we've been so great working together for the communication and clarity piece. But just me being able to trust and him being able to trust me, that I'm going to do what I say and vice versa, so. Um, but I think that also comes with accountability, unfortunately. Some people don't like accountability, so you don't yeah. like that. You're not gonna be able to really
2: build that partnership with with yeah. solid some people. Some people are more interested in not having that sort of long, longer term partnership or that right. sort of thing. And well, that's fine. It's you know, it, yeah,
1: you, you you won't find a, a partner or a, a you know long term relationship with uh, in, in a business relationship in everything. Right. And, and, and in fact, you shouldn't expect that. right? Yeah. Like, you should expect. You should expect that if, if, a, if you're going to grow in, in, in your business like at, by adding partners or adding, adding people that are gonna operate as you duplicating yourself, yeah. that's gonna happen very rarely. It, and it, but it will happen exactly when it's supposed to yes, if, sir. number one, you, you, like the trust thing, right? Trust comes from within. Yes, and and that Maybe that sounds a little woo-woo or whatever, but okay. if you fully trust yourself and you, you're operating in your zone of genius, you, there is no trust is not a factor anymore yes, because that's felt by everybody. And if they can't feel that, or or maybe you just don't align with each other, then that wasn't meant to be. Mm-hmm. Again, in tra- in more transactional yes, businesses, they don't necessarily care what you who you are as a no. person. Right? Okay. They care that you show up on time, you get the job done, you you do it thoroughly, and you explain it. Yes, and they're going to use you again, or they're going to refer you because you did that well. But they're not getting into the depth of that. Right? Agree. And and every business like my my business is it's like a hundred percent about trust and, and and so I just come to the table with authenticity and if they don't like that then it wasn't meant to be yeah and there's right, yeah. a million more yeah, well, there's three hundred and what sixty million three hundred thirty forty million people in the United States and uh, all you know if a third of them are kids that means there's a okay. hundred million or so <laughs> yeah. people that yeah. I can uh, so what's one person saying oh, something
2: so yeah, yeah. Uh, that's right. hard to get over at first when you start out in business. Um, I feel like it's because a lot of that, most people have that problem. Like you get to a point where you actually can and sometimes want to say no to certain business, you know? which is weird because at first you kind of want to be yes, yes, yes. You want to make, yeah, when you start, you kind of want to make it look like you barely have time, but you're the yes man, you know, but then you end up being like, oh my God, I barely have time and I need to say no to some of these because like some are just, taking way more time and energy and paying the same as others that are not you know and it's like a weird situation to actually get to that point where you're like wow I need to maybe actually filter or qualify my business and that's not anything personal it's just like it'll be better for everyone involved if we do that you know it'll just it'll just be better yeah well I, I think I, I what I have found because I, I spent the
1: better part of my career so far chasing yeah, and and when you yeah. chase, you don't get the right person, and so you're gonna run into that. Yeah, and and, and because you're chasing, mm-hmm. you're you're coming from a place of like scarcity. Yeah, you like, don't get that client. Right. I don't know who, who I'm gonna get next. Right. Right. Right, uh, right. Or you know whatever whatever the situation, it's scarcity because you you don't see the fact that there's so much abundance around us that the next person will be the perfect one. And if you mm-hmm. just took on this person that you did out of, uh, that you you took on a client out of scarcity you just took time away from the perfect client that was about to call you or mm-hmm. you were about to call next. Right, right. Because you got excited and you went, oh, cool, I get, I solved my problem, which is only immediate, right? And so so when you're, you know, if you're chasing, you're not going to find it. But if you're creating, a, you're becoming an authority in your industry, becoming a source of knowledge and and, and, uh, and, and guidance, you get chased by the right person. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I think we all go through that at a phase of mm-hmm. your business, especially mm-hmm. at the beginning. You don't really get the pleasure of picking out your clients you just got to take them learn that experience and then Mm -hmm. you continue to grow Mm -hmm. um, and different things like that from there so um we're going into like i said one of the last segments of the show Um, like i said the podcast is named under the rug um to where we kind of talk about the things that get swept under the rug from a home maintenance standpoint and then just kind of talk about the ins and out of our businesses and entrepreneurship I'm um, saying that um, going into, like I said, the summer months, a lot of people, people right now are traveling. I want to make sure they're doing the necessary things to prevent anything from going on at their property while they're traveling. I say that because sometimes I hear clients say they come back home, they got a flood in their basement. And that's probably because you probably don't even have a um, alarm system on your sump pump. Those small things, so you are able to be aware when your sump pump has gone out it's a good chance it probably went out before you left. We get a bad rain and you got water in your basement. Mm -hmm. Um, Small things as far as making sure that your dishwasher is not hardwired. The reason I say that, Dishwashers are typically one of those things that you typically run when you're leaving the house and when you're going to sleep. You don't want to wake up or you don't want to leave to any major leaks. You don't want to wake up to any major fires or anything like that because it's simply hardwired and there's nothing to protect it forbid that there is a leak or anything like that. So doing all of those small things, making sure you got your smoke alarms in the right places, carbon monoxide detectors, doing all the preventative things, to make sure you run into any major safety issues the reason i also say that uh, and this is probably what 99 percent of home owners don't do they don't do an inspection before they leave the house the reason i say that i did a property last week um and shout out to andrew he was shadow on me andrew is actually the other guy that we got coming on board as a future inspector saying that this was the perfect inspection for him the first three inspections he went on i said damn man all of these houses are easy it's not too much to write up it's pretty in and out this fourth house had probably about 50 things wrong with it um, and probably 10 or 12 was major major things saying that they had a leak in the basement that was underneath the half bathroom and it was a drain pipe that was disconnected going to the sewer line this damn drain pipe was above the damn circuit breaker box. <laughs> so when you open, and the, and, and, and the seller came down, cause this, this house was a little different. Like I said, um, it was actually a law firm that was dealing with a trust account to hires oh. to do the house. So the sellers, or well, not the sellers, but the owners were there the entire time. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I typically don't grab them. I'm like, y'all probably should know what the hell is going on. They say, well, we thought we needed a bigger amp rating because we kept having shortages. <laughs> I said, <"You> got <laughs> I said, you have 150 amps. This house is about 2,500 square feet. You're okay. What you need is to stop this water from going into your breakers. Right. Man. That's probably yeah. an hour shortages. Yeah. So uh, when I when I heard that, I'm like, okay. You know what I'm saying? So it, 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 it was truly funny, man but it was the perfect example for um, Andrew to really see how to interact and engage with clients but I say that because what may be a small check is that you do run all the water in your house to make sure there are no leaks Mm -hmm. before you do leave the property Mm -hmm. um, and different things like that I'm not talking about necessarily winterizing your house before you leave for a week or anything like that but make sure everything is in
1: place you know what I'm saying so you don't come back to any surprises I mean in my house it's one valve and I just open the faucets. Yeah. Boom! It's it's winterized. Like why not? Because mm-hmm. yeah. especially if you're traveling in the winter, right? Yeah. If you're going if you're going to Florida in the middle of December and we get a cold snap, or actually more yeah. like January, February, yeah. and we get a cold snap, yeah. why not winterize? Because how hard how hard is it usually, right? And I that don't That's mean like good. blow out yeah. the lines, but turn off the main line, open the faucets. Yeah. Now you don't have to worry about if your furnace dies while you're gone and it's huh. twenty degrees or you know
2: zero degrees out. Agree. You're fine. That's true. that's true that's yeah, true and even checking before you leave doesn't take anything other than like I mean what we do when we get to a, a house for an inspection is run the water if you want to test if the water's leaking run the water for a little bit and then pay attention to where the water goes yeah. see if it's leaking anywhere something that's fun. it's funny because it sounds so simple but how often do people really do it I mean actually turn the water out for Agreed. a few minutes and monitor it agree you
1: know, so what would be a genius marketing plan for you what's that offer Pre-vacation home checkups because you you and I we know how to look at these things right. Agreed. I can tell you right now if my wife, for example, you know, for example, if if she didn't have me around, she would not. She'd be the one going. I thought we just needed a bigger breaker panel like, because <laughs> yeah. she has no clue. She doesn't even go into the basement unless yeah. she needs to, unless she absolutely yeah. needs to. Yeah. And That's so true. there are, and, and she's just one of them. And she's got me to like guide her, but. Yep. Because I'm OCD about that sort of thing. I'm the guy. I'll walk around the house fifteen times, making sure everything is perfect before. Make sure that door is like, like I don't know if I like that damn
0: door, but yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I, uh, I I look at things like like salt pumps because I, you know, I've I experienced that. My my first house flooded like five times because of stupid salt. Once, yeah. Oh my god. But like, think about that. You charge hundred bucks,
2: maybe. Like F- quick checkup.
1: Quick checkup. Check like you're gonna go in there, you're in and out in thirty minutes. You're gonna look at all the, the common things. From the water. Yeah, um, you're not doing like a write up. You're just going around and going, okay. Here's some things you need to make sure you do, and da da da, and it's not gonna make you any money. You, know, you make fifty or hundred bucks, but uh-huh. probably eat up in gas. Like, uh-huh. what would you do? Nowadays. Yeah, and you could send like Andrew. You could send anybody out that has that normal like that that vision of what should be done. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and now, you've put your name of your company into somebody's hands that goes, wow, I feel really good about this. They're going to think of you. From that magnet on the fridge. Yeah, from yeah. the magnet. Oh, my gosh, magnet on the fridge. And next, thing, next yeah. thing you know, they're going to talk to somebody, or they're going to sell their house, or whatever. They're going to buy or it, or whatever. It. And they're going to call you. Yeah, and yes. that, that just opens uh, up. Like a, now, maybe it's a lot of time, but that's yeah. why you get somebody in there that... You just let them have the hundred bucks.
2: So They're probably going mostly come at certain times of the year if you did something like that. I oh, mean, yeah. they'd be awesome. Spring grade. It's okay. likely you'd have a couple of weeks each season or so where they'd have more of them. And if you could do it in more some way, ages. you could try to do. Yeah. Ten of them in a day or something, then you're narrowing down how how much time you really spend on and it shouldn't take that long, just get through, you know.
1: If you were not leaving on Thursday, I would tell you post up on your Facebook or how you know however you get a quick word out to people yeah. and say, Hey, I've got five spots open for a pre vacation inspection. Yeah. Yeah. hundred bucks a pop just happens. see what happens yeah oh wow how cool well, it costs you nothing Agreed. except time
2: and then you're yeah you have 30 minutes and just do it within a radius or something so you're not all over the place cause make yourself a checklist of what you want and then, then when you go through you can just go through it with them sort of thing where you just yeah. so you're not like going on the spot yeah. or whatever you have kind of a quick routine or whatever for things that yeah. you're checking it's not a bad idea I think you great. That's, a, that's it's a that's, thought, man. That's kind of an interesting way to, like to do networking and not necessarily like I said necessarily get rich on it, but also not lose money on it really, kinda of at least paying for your a little bit of your time and gas and f- probably extend it to something else. Yeah. Sounds no, I, well
1: and it, it's it's the it's the inspection industry equivalent of what we did at our pizza stores. We would go to all the local like plants in Brighton and we'd bring a stack of large pizzas and just give them to people it you know, cost me, I don't know, two, three bucks per large pizza, yeah, sure. just pepperoni round pizzas, just hang them up and you know, say, lunchtime, yeah. yeah. And all I did was put my product in, in front of them and, they, and if they liked it, guess what they're gonna do next time? They're gonna order from you. Yeah, yeah. Fair. You put sense. you or you, yeah. your product, which yes, is your service, you. in okay. front of them in a time that they don't need your inspection services for you know for buying or selling at that at that time, but
2: when they do they're gonna think plus with Andrew and everything talking about sprinklers and stuff.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Andrew actually man, he so he's already licensed in underground sprinklers, pool systems, septic and That's well Oh, inspections. that is some interesting stuff. And, right there. You know what I mean? Like and, yeah. and sewer and sewer line. And those are the things if you do live in a rural area, you should know what your septic okay. looks like before you leave. For being that something major happened. I experienced a
1: septic issue um, last fall. Mm-hmm. I My first home had a septic that just naturally didn't, it never needed pumping. And so, and my- What do you mean it never needed pumping? I never, never knew a septic that never needed pumping. So apparently, um, if properly maintained, and with the right bacteria and everything in the septic, uh, yeah, in the septic, uh, it it'll just dissolve itself. It eats itself, and then it turns into liquid, and then goes into the, the leach field. My parents' house, you know, I grew, I grew up in, never had the the. I'm sorry, in in the twenty years that we that I lived there. They had it pumped once. That's amazing! Like,
2: wow, wow. A bunch of grass. <laughs>
1: there always is, yeah.
2: Oh my gosh, A bunch of my grass. subject. grass. <laughs> even
1: like in the in the spring, yeah. when you know that's the first grass that's like five <laughs> feet tall because it <laughs> it's warm. It never yeah. freezes because you've yeah. okay. got only you know four feet of ground and it's warm. Oh but but uh, um <laughs> but that's something that nobody thinks of. Even I didn't think about that. No, and I I like, think about these sort of things all the time. Right,
2: right, right. You
1: could even do. Um, uh, winter and and spring. Um, like you with if Andrew's uh, certified in the sprinklers, you, dude, you could winterize. Yeah, and there's and a. And I was start. just thinking
2: too. A lot of people even not so much vacation, but a lot of people do like six and six now. I got a lot of snowbirds here. Go down. Oh tourists. yeah. Now, you know, six months. There's an abundance months, right? yeah, yeah, a ton. of people in oh, more and more. A lot yeah. yeah, can, yeah. You, can yeah. you
1: imagine getting paid? I don't know uh, a couple hundred bucks a visit to like if for those snowbirds popping in every month yeah, once a month. The, 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 just yeah. going through the checklist. And then you, you, you do it do have
2: we kinda of talked about with true. the yeah, And they oh, come oh. and they and the funny thing about those people is they do almost tend to always be around the same couple weeks. It's so funny. Oh yeah. Like always well, around certain te- certain weeks in May, a couple weeks in May they'll usually hmm. come back from Florida and yeah. then I feel like a lot of them usually go down there about fall, October time. Yeah, October, October, yeah. Yeah. That way yeah. they
1: never see anything lower than seventy degrees. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. We yeah. This is
2: actually a perfect kind of a perfect little um, rotation. Like my my grandparents started going to Florida like two months. They'd go kind of like early in the year, like springtime or something. And That was nice. They're like, maybe hey, we should do another month. Maybe we ought to do. Maybe we ought to buy a place down here. <laughs> yeah. And then they quickly went to six months out of the year. You know, so there's so many of those people. So yeah, many people. And,
1: and and you could build a whole team. Like you could you could build out a full home services. Yeah, but with with so we it's gotta stop be-
0: talking about this on camera, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 What, what right, if my competitors right. may see, man? But no, I want you're the word. first That's a good thought. You're yeah. the first yeah. guest yeah. to actually present any Business ideas mm-hmm. to us, so I appreciate that. Yeah, man. you're better guessing
1: because that, no, uh, that's what I
0: said. The next guest, yeah. you gotta present an idea. Not, <laughs> yeah. We're not, we're not yeah, gonna yeah, raise the session. bar. Yeah, and that's that might be session. a total dog shit idea, but it's an interesting I don't, I don't think so because up there at the lake house, when I have conversations, all those people have a property yeah. in yeah. Florida,
1: Oh, especially in yeah, yeah. the lake house, man.
0: It's so much damn wind. What well, can we yeah. do to well, it's one guy. Um, what the hell is his name? His name is Hank. Um, you'll know his house when you see. He comes. He's right. He's that brown house when before you come up to the hill. Gotcha. Or yep, whatever. Yep, so yep, yep. um he puts not necessarily tires I don't know what the it's like window covers around his windows mm. and his patio doors. So when the wind blows higher, mm. none of that shit is eating up around the window seals. Mm-hmm. Because your window seals get messed up. That's when your windows start leaking. Yeah, and I, I
1: told Chris and Ray, I'm
0: like, this, I, damn, I'm this this shit this. guy know what the hell he's doing. Yeah, so,
1: yeah. and stuff like snow fences in, up, like if you if you have a lakefront property and you stagger some snow fences in there, that'll stop a lot of the, you know, the oh, wind and stuff. Agrees yeah. before. Um, okay. and, and just especially like, you know, it depends on which way they face, right? Because wind tends to come from a certain direction. Yep. You know. It seems to, especially on lakes. So if you have a house where you get a lot of snow, snow drifts off the lake. Put snow fences up. Uh, you know, stagger a few up, up your yard if you're, especially if you're on a hill. Like, yeah. And and that'll that'll help even more. Uh, it'll Agreed. Stop more elements from coming up to your house. So. Agreed. Yeah, like these are all things that. It's right in the wheel. I gotta this
0: shit down, man. But no, it's, no, it's all recorded. Let's good Let's yeah. <laughs> <That's laughs> just a- watch our yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, I definitely think that's a, that's a good idea. like I said, me, me and Corbin we're we working on what kind of things can we continue branching on other than home inspections and I think especially with this market some, well the good thing is now what we're seeing, we can do less inspections and make more money just because of the different add-ons and different services however, diversifying your income. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. so I, I'm, I'm definitely with that man
1: um, I only so, need
0: 70% Yes sir.
1: Seven percent. Percent. yes sir, we got you, well, we Well, you said 7.0, 70, percent. Not 7%. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. but yeah, I, 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 if it's if it if you think it fits with yes, what you want to do, a interesting. Like, yeah. we, we have, have, to have, to have, have when you, you have somewhere. more hands.
2: Something you probably yeah. wouldn't add by yourself, but as we're thinking, you know, add more people to the team. Well
1: Yeah, because uh, you you'd probably need you probably need temp like you said. It all seems to yeah. have, like it, it's going to be the yeah, You could easily do 10 dollars a
2: day. You definitely could. Yeah, they shouldn't be long, and you could just you could schedule them in such a way. Honestly, it'd be great if you because especially when you have a lot of people that are uh, have multiple houses and stuff, and you know, shout out to everybody who does. No offense, which is what I'm about to say, but they're usually not in uh, urgent. They're not in a rush a lot of times. So, so hey, uh, you guys are gonna be there for this week, whatever. We'll stop by between uh, eight and three on. Yeah uh Friday or something like that like, okay you know there's <laughs> uh, dude, there's scheduling apps that
1: will also route for you so like if you want to make your your uh, service area yeah. uh, you know big just you can schedule it so that in. you know yeah. hey if you're in Grand Rapids you're you know these weeks if you're in Mount Pleasant you're these weeks you know wherever, you, know, wherever you go with yeah, that, yeah. But yeah wherever you're going just make sure that you sign up everybody in that area and and you bl- you do all your marketing, you know, a month or so beforehand. Hey, if you have a vacation right. coming up, I'll come do a pre-inspection, a vacation inspection for you for a hundred dollars or whatever. And okay. and uh and then and do it professionally. Like you you know, get a tablet that you can do a checklist on. You right. email them the checklist, you write any notes in, like, yeah, hey, it answers. would, be, be,
0: would be a checklist. Yeah, be can you imagine the
1: peace of mind that they'll have? So that's where the relationship comes in for you, right? Like you go from transactional to relationship based because they're sitting in Florida, enjoying their month-long, you know, or they're they're in their snowbirds there for yeah. six months, <laughs> and they're getting email updates from you, and and you're going in and checking on their home, their biggest asset, usually right, most people's biggest asset is their yeah. home, uh, aside from their income, I guess, but sure, and then uh, and and they're getting email updates from you that hey, I went in, checked, everything's fine, I noticed that you know you. What, yeah, whatever well, you're dude,
2: underwater, <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> and your how was fun? End in your vacation, right now. Dude, and, then, and then you build a relationship if you don't already with uh, you know like restoration companies or yes. something. And and yes. you yeah, can be yeah, like, really, yeah. hey, don't worry about. it, I got it covered. Yeah. or people will help you get well, well, it right. yeah. or
0: whatever.
1: But yeah, I'll, I'll send you in the invoice once. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You are for baby. Your insurance is probably getting built But you know, like that. All of that ties right in with your core business model. And and any of those components that you want to bolt on, you could easily. Find do a piece and, of and there's uh-huh. there's no risk, because what happens if it sucks and it doesn't pan out? Just don't do it. Yeah, no, for no sure. That's it. Yeah. If you didn't buy any equipment or a building. Oh. You just
2: did. Um, yeah, yeah, agree. Right. So, okay. anyway. I think the only reason, the only way it wouldn't be worth it, is if you weren't intentional about some of the scheduling and uh, think like if you're going, you're going out, you're driving 30 minutes and 30 minutes back, and you're doing one, and then an hour later, you're doing another. And then you, you just, just don't get, do that. Yeah, exactly. yeah you just, know, you just no. need to you make need it to so that you can kind of do a bunch in a day and do it in an area and that sort of thing. So as long as you plan it out, then it's going to be more worth it, you know, that well, you're not spending a bunch of money doing it, you're hey. just making it efficient.
1: Yeah. And like you said, they're usually pretty flexible. Because, like, right. if I'm going on vacation for a week, you're not going to... I don't need you the day I leave to come it's in and check you know, that. not much is going to change, right? Like right. what you're looking at. Right. So you, you know, if you came by in the two weeks before right. I went on vacation, right. And since they're all relatively, so then what you do is you say, okay, I'm minimum of five slots that I'm going to fill in per area, and if it doesn't fill, then you say, hey. Can you be flexible and I'll come like the day before you leave? Whatever. Or sure. while you're gone. Sure. Or whatever. Yeah. Agreed.
2: See if we can get some more slots filled or something
0: there. Before. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Makes yeah. Sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that, Chris. Mm-hmm. I truly do, man. That's an interesting idea. Leading into the last segment of the show, um, we always talk about our personal slash business goals or different things that we're working on. Um, do you have any i I'm sorry, specific goals that you're working on personally or professionally? that you are like to achieve in the next month or so?
1: Next month or so? Um, well, business-wise, um, so I'm building a Facebook group called Wealth and Cash Flow. Yes, sir. It's um, really um, hard
2: for me not to just troll in there. You can troll. No it's wrong. engaging don't, man. To, don't give me yeah. permission because <laughs> I will ruin that group. Professional <laughs> troll. The <laughs> algorithm loves <me. laughs> You're going to start fights in there. I'm just messing with you. It's cool, though. I like the idea. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. And, and it's and literally, it's I put it together last
1: week. Yeah. And, and I, I'm actually uh, going through a program to, you know, it's, it's very structured, um, how I'm doing it. And uh, the, the idea is within 90 days to get to 250 members, I'd like to see 1,000 members by the, end oh, wow. of, by the end of August. Okay. So 1,000 members. And because what that allows me to do is is impact those 1,000 people in That's some right. way, right? And it could be something as simple as education about general finance kind of concept. The whole, the, the point of the page though is, or the group, I'm sorry, is to, is to help people create wealth and, and understand ways that it can be done because I think a lot of people are in this, you know, if you're un, if you're under six figures and you're just a regular person you think this is how I'm going to be the rest of my life. Literally every person on this planet has the potential to be the next Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk. It's just a matter of timing and, and, and sheer grit, right? It's like you sacrifice. have to, and yeah. like, risk and sacrifice. I don't know about sacrifice, because when you're taking a risk that could be massive, uh, massively, you know, uh, create massive wealth, oh, what's the sacrifice?
2: Your old way of well, thinking? Well, that's the sacrifice in the sense of, I feel like, generally speaking, there's exceptions, but I feel like the sacrifice is sometimes just in your time, and whether that's like leisure time or family time. You don't need to sacrifice all of it, but I think you, you know, some yeah, people, yeah. some people want to work eight hours, six to eight hours, and be done. You know?
1: if, think, if, if, if what you do is in alignment with your core values, there is no sacrifice. Yeah, I see what you mean. Right? Because yeah. anything that you would sacrifice at that point is something that isn't in alignment with your core values. Yeah. If yeah. your core value is not yeah. to work a nine to five job, and but it's to create something, you know, like an inspection company. Yeah. Then there is no sacrifice. You yeah. probably like you can maybe. Look back on the day you decided to do it and go. Ooh, I was full of fear, but that was just fear. Maybe it wasn't an, an ind- actual sacrifice.
2: On an individual level, sometimes people need to sacrifice bad habits. Oh yeah, but I mean, do you call it's that a sac- sacrifice or do you call that shedding? It is a sacrifice if you got to sacrifice something you enjoy. Let's say you drink too much, you know. And, and I see what you mean because, like, honestly, let's say you have a, let's say you drink too much and it makes you less productive. Really giving it up is not a sacrifice because you're going to be healthier. You're going to be better off for it. But you feel like it's a sacrifice because maybe you're leaning on it as a crutch. It's all about how you... you Yeah, it is. But you, Mm -hmm. in that moment, need to sacrifice something that you enjoy to get something... Because you're... Look at it this way. You're getting something. You're getting instant gratification. Mm -hmm. You need to sacrifice that and move it to long-term... Uh, results. Sure. You need to take that and put it into something that isn't gonna get you the kind of the, the buzz that you're getting or the excitement that you're getting from this every day. You're moving that into somewhere else. You're not giving it up entirely, but you're moving it into the future because you wanna right. take some of that time and shift it into being the next Bezos or whatever. You right. probably can't be Bezos and get Why not? It every night. I don't know. Why maybe not?
1: maybe he you was know. just some nerdy dude in I his garage know. I selling know. Books. Actually, I know Some the story. To be he was. that's it he was an yeah. dirty dude in the garage selling books i mean it was the amazon bookstore wild. at that point that like, is pretty it, and, it, and it was profound in itself but yeah and, yeah. It, and i'm sorry i know we we're way off the question <laughs> yeah, but i have one cool. thing to say about that uh about the quitting drinking yeah yeah, yeah yeah i quit drinking uh what a few months ago now yeah it was march or December.
2: yeah and, and um, remember the time you did it was a regret that when we were bowling, we like, we both did. We were like, let's not do that anymore. Oh, the one time we decided <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were like, it's been a month really. Yeah, yeah. It was terrible. It was, it was like stupid. Drink yeah.
1: so, but like, in the moment, I maybe looked at it like well, I don't know, because I had gotten myself to the point where I was like, I just want to do things and, and put things in my body that align with my values, right? Yeah, so and alcohol, alcohol wasn't one of them. Wasn't one of them. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like, yeah. a, well, you, you, depending on who you ask, you could say I drank too much or just drank a regular amount,
2: but... Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't say, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't say it was certainly something that's like, it's just something, some people are, well, some people are just alcohol. At the, yeah, well, that, that's <laughs> that's was, at the end of the day
1: at the end of the day it wasn't allowing me to be who I am Your fault full but potentially yeah. it's keeping you
2: from, from nicotine yeah
1: uh, alcohol tobacco weed all that stuff it, it changes who you are for that moment now okay sure, so sure. I smoke a little weed still but uh, that's yeah. about the only thing I put in my body that's not in alignment with me so anyway the point, uh, let's get back to your question sure, sure. so the goal is so the, the Facebook group, Wealth and Cashflow, Create Your Own Lifestyle, yes, um, that is my, one of my biggest focuses right now because it is going to kind of transcend how I do business. Um, I, I, as you know, I moved to my home office, mm-hmm. um, haven't finished my home office yet, so I'm working just in another part of my basement, uh, <laughs> which is fine. But, the, but I position myself in a way that allows me to do business so much more efficiently and and I'm attracting people that I want to do business yeah. with, as opposed to chasing people that I think I need cool. to, do, to do business with. Sure. So that's that's the major goal. And uh, you know the other one. Well, the other one was to run that tough mudder, the personal side. The so, run a uh, tough mudder. Oh, I did that a couple weeks ago,
2: and
1: it was awesome. So that was one. Sorry. I got to figure out another one.
2: Um, More on the physical side of things,
1: you mean, or just a, just in general? I don't know. Yeah, I, you know, and uh, it's it's weird. And again, maybe this sounds woo woo, but goals are. If if everything you do is is with, is in alignment with your values and I know I keep saying that but it's so so, true. so important. Yeah, 100%. If it's in alignment with your values 100%. and 100%. and you are are just flowing, yeah. goals are not really a thing. Because a goal is something that you get to and then you're done. It's
2: and then you're like, okay, now I gotta show. create a goal new goal. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. How about just operate in, as if you're always in that goal? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And and so you always even if you're yeah. twenty years out from it. You're always in it. You're there. You just you know you haven't done the the the, tra- uh, the, right. the tangible results right. yet. No big deal because you'll get there mm-hmm. because right. you're in alignment with it. So, um, but yeah. I, but yeah, a small a small uh, component of that would be like I said, a thousand people in my group. So, if you're watching wealth and cash flow, Your Own lifestyle Absolutely. Facebook group, you have to. Um, well, invite. We'll... Uh,
2: it's, it's private group, so you have to. I wonder if you can make a link to it though, people can still, we can put the link in like, yeah, online I've... and in the descriptions. So. Yeah, and we can email it we we'll, we'll, we'll get, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For <If you laughs> like right right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> tell you what. You you got
1: a million dollar business idea? Yeah,
2: yeah We'll call figured. it even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah how about out. that? That's, uh, that's a fair trade. Yeah, that's funny. We'll just we'll just hook, we'll just hook a little thing on the link so we don't know how many we got them. I don't know. Can you do affiliate links like that? I don't know. Be uh, cool. If there's a there's a way. Yeah, yeah. There's a will, there's a way. You guys good. can be in the group for free. I'm <laughs> already <laughs> in the group. That's not a good deal. You'll get the bill, but I'll just erase the. <laughs> yeah, the you the didn't system realize system there's the be a bill.
1: That's a thousand bucks a month. Oh, okay, all right. It's well, like it's better than going to college. We better hurry up. That's definitely better than. College. <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, it's it's all about like the whole idea. I know maybe it sounds selfish, but the fact is that's how I'm going to impact people in in a more. That makes a lot way. of sense.
2: Tons of people have impact. I've been thinking about that sort yeah. of thing too. Yeah, but and, you can you can reach way more people that way. Oh, absolutely! But yeah. like, if if I just get a thousand people
1: in my group, that to me that is a thousand people that I have the ability to touch and, and and impact in some way. Absolutely. and uh, and then that'll just keep growing. Yeah. Awesome. So, cheers to that. How about you, Cor?
0: What's what's going on with your goal? Uh, I remember last time we were still talking about your the clinic company and. Yeah. And maybe if you want to share with the viewers about your new,
2: your new job.
0: Yeah, uh, kind of, you the uh,
2: cleaning thing kind of on pause. I've been so busy the past few months, um, which is not complaining at all. it been fantastic. I honestly, my goal is probably to figure out how to get somebody to work for me. And I, you know, I was, that was kind of part of the goal with, with the cleaning idea. I still think that's definitely viable. It might be something, you know, the end of the year always tends to get a little slower for everyone with everything, Sorry. so maybe that'd be a better time. I'm still keeping that in my back pocket, and, I, and part of the reason for that was because, to some degree, uh, I feel like when it comes to cleaning, it's anybody can, not anybody, but you know what I mean. When I say yeah. anybody can do it, you can kind of teach people. Yeah, a you yeah. know. And, it, and for what I do otherwise, in terms of website stuff and, and just everything else that I do, Definitely much more difficult, but I just, I do think that there's going to be some people out there that I can probably find and I think I need to try to find those people that are either, uh, maybe not on par with me, but maybe want to learn some of that kind of stuff and maybe I can, maybe I can be a teacher. Um, There's only one way to find out, so I got to try and find somebody or a group of people or something um that's interested in maybe doing that sort of thing maybe people that are just interested in doing it for themselves but also want to make some some money or something like that on the side i don't know so that is kind of a goal for me though is to just start pursuing trying to find somebody that, that, that would be interested in some sort of work that i do um and then the other thing yeah i've actually i did put that on uh facebook i i'm working with give send go which is uh Uh, crowdfunding site. They got real popular over the last year or so because GoFundMe uh, competitor site. Everybody knows GoFundMe. Um, They do a fine job but they've had some controversies as they've pulled down certain (laughs) campaigns for various political reasons and, uh, you know, probably for the most part, to their own demise. I mean, that basically just led people off of that site because if somebody wants to donate to a cause and they're not going to have that cause there, that someone else is just going to throw it up somewhere okay. else. And so uh, that site, for now, has been give and go, and uh, it's a it's a Christian based crowdfunding site. They don't actually require that you pay them anything when exactly. you use the service. So that was kind of their big thing. Um, they started many years ago, not ever necessarily intending to be in the position that they're in now, or competing with GoFundMe the way they did. But like I said, the, the political things kind of happen. People just found them, and so they've kind of blown up. But yeah, their thing is they you know uh, GoFundMe requires you pay them like five percent or whatever on top okay. of the. That's what they take out of the campaigns or whatever that they run. Um, this site doesn't do that at all. They let you optionally give money if you want to when you're donating to a campaign. Uh-huh. So all the money they make is pretty much by donation, and it turns out that a lot of people do want to just donate. Mm-hmm. So it keeps them running. Um, they have actually a pretty decent size uh, team of developers, and they're kind of growing. So I kind of slipped in at just at the right time, uh, right place at the right time. They were working on a rebuild of their site and uh, looking for more front end developers. Um, so here I am. And yeah, it might it might be something that actually turns into something longer term. I got a lot to think about right now. They're they're working on actually another rebuild which is on a platform that I'm really interested in learning, so I might have an opportunity to get paid to learn. So that's there's not time. much better than that in <laughs> my book. Yeah. That's that's usually when I do the best, is when I'm like right up against what I know and what I could learn. So um, yeah, it's they're a great team of people to work with. It's all remote, so um, yeah, pretty much when I'm not working with John, I'm, I'm working on their site, which is really nice. I can do work from home. I can work from here. Everything's just awesome. remote. I can work from my laptop if I wanted to. Um, they're all really, really nice people. And um, talk about growth. I mean, they're they're definitely on a trajectory to grow. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's interesting because I'm definitely, I mean, you guys know me at this point. I don't really... I don't really seek opportunities that are going to kind of lock me into anything, necessarily. I tend to bounce around things uh, and do different things. Uh, I tend to like that a little better, but I don't know. Sometimes, um, you know, this, I don't know, this one's definitely kind of beckoning me in some sense. I just feel like for a, you know, not necessarily long, long, long term, but for a little while that uh, I could get a lot out of it if I was to commit a little bit more of my time. So right now, I'm only probably... 15 to 20 hours a week or so, just because I bounce around other stuff, you know. So, yeah, I got a lot to think about over the next couple months or so. Uh, I don't want to miss out on their, I mean, they're moving, so they're moving on converting to newer platforms and doing big things. So, they won't leave me behind, but, you know, if I want to have a bigger part in that, in some sense, then I would probably have to set aside a little more time to that specifically. So, you know, uh, but with the flexibility and everything that I could probably get with that, I don't really see why not. So, that's awesome i'm glad i'm glad that yeah. you had talked about huh. it a while ago so. yeah yeah we, we um we actually just kind of had like uh they they the, the the owners founders great people we just had a little conference they kind of go through and do like reviews with everybody just to see how everything's going and um, and then we established that it had already been something like three or four months it just flew by i was initially just going to kind of help them launch their rebuild see how that went and everything and then they kind of asked me to stick around because it was going pretty well so they work with a lot of overseas people and uh i want to be careful how i say this people do things differently you know people just do things differently so um, business
1: culture is so diverse christ yeah especially like japan china like business over there is it's a very different yeah
2: and we need each other in some sense so you know um it, it's all good but it's just funny it, it is it has been pretty entertaining and, and fun working with different people at different far different places in the world and everything just seeing how they do things different is is always pretty fun we all have things to learn from each other though which is pretty cool you know so oh. yeah it's cool definitely that's what's up man thanks for sharing everything yeah, yeah. and
0: everything yeah. congratulations again Later. bro yeah thanks. on your new opportunity bro um i know my past goal was being more so consistent and intentional just with my actions my speech and exactly who i surround myself with i believe i've been doing a good job at that that's something i'm going to continue to strive on just because i think life should be intentional Mm -hmm. um meaning where you're supposed to be at is a place you should want to be at and a place that you know you should you should want desire be at I mean desire to be um so just being super intentional on those different things that go back and kind of what you said with your mindset and really to where if you don't create you don't actually have to create goals if you kind of live within you know what i'm saying that those means and different things like that
1: and i don't i definitely don't mean to like say goals are bad no i just uh, mean like yeah i don't really think about them because
2: no. what i you know i'm It's easier to have a framework that kind of just embodies... Yeah, a path. Yeah, a Yeah, Yeah. I like that, framework. Yeah, 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 it's a framework. It's a lifestyle, for lack of a better word, but people usually think like diets and things. That's all good, too, but this is more... It's bigger than that, yeah. Well, Mm -hmm.
1: I I love the the way you articulated your goal. You didn't say, my goal is to make X dollars or build this or whatever. It was to connect with intention and purpose with the right people it's behavior you, you, you go, yeah. your goal is very controllable by you and, right. and so you can control the outcome well, I think too many people create goals that are like I want to make $100,000 this month cool how
2: are you do that <laughs> yeah, right, and then you right, don't right, what do right. you do do you fail right. is that a failure or yeah, is that right, just like, like what is because then the answer would probably be by being intentional with certain things so really you're exactly. on a better path than just having like yeah, I just want to do this. You know, it's like okay, cool. The yeah. method has like, to be the behavior. You have to alter behavior usually to accomplish the goal. So the goal is probably the exactly. behavior in the
1: first place. And, and uh, so I want to change my answer. I'm because <laughs> that's exactly what I'm doing. My goal yeah. to get a thousand people is being intentional and purposeful. With yeah. Me. It's, yeah, it's doing everything that I do with, with purpose.
2: Yeah. Or otherwise, why do it? Yeah. yeah well, exactly. Well,
1: like, what's the point, right? It's right. not alignment, right? And again, alignment. Mm-hmm. But um, I love that.
2: That's cool. Yeah, and and okay. you're, you're going to do it? I, I appreciate really you, yeah. man. Uh, you still, still been exercising? No, so I Uh-oh. cut that off. <laughs> <on>. oh, <laughs> uh, uh, so I actually, I ended up the uh,
0: end of June, man, the start of June, um mm. schedule. I just, man, for some weird reason, when I came back off vacation, I was supposed to get a spark You know what I'm saying? I don't usually. Yeah, and I don't don't know. And I still, I mean, it's a spark there, but just the workout piece, man. um, It's times I can just go out and jog consistently for a couple months for two, three miles a day. But then sometimes I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to sit my ass here. <laughs> but when you when I get to do that, my brain does typically work better because when you run, you kind of think through things. If not, you're going to think about how much you're running, then you're going to stop. So that's typically a good, a uh, good yeah. exercise for me. Um, but I know my my new goal and what I want to continue to work on is bringing on Andrew on board and really finalizing those additional services <laughs> to really bring to, – to have him be a positive asset for the business. And hopefully – by next episode, so the end of July, uh, to have him um, actually be fully trained and doing his own thing, so that's awesome. that's really um, awesome. and everything like that. So, Chris, for our viewers, let them know how they can contact you and where to contact you at.
1: Yeah, uh, well, obviously through the group, you know, the Wealth and Cash Flow Facebook group, that's, uh, everybody that I talk to, I wanna funnel to that because it's gonna be an awesome story. It's building, right? it's brand new, but, uh, it's gonna be an awesome source of, of knowledge and uh, you know, I'm bringing in other group experts I'm actually partnering with a guy down in Tennessee okay. um, that is it very much the same he's cut from the okay. same cloth as me um, and has a tap into a different market that you know so I'm helping him with a lot of things and then he and I are also focusing on, on the okay. Facebook group to grow that so that's that's one way um, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to play footsie with you. Nice. <laughs> um, the uh, email address, ctsmith01 at equalstrategies.com. That's kind of not sexy. But the website. You just got one. I got yeah. one. Yeah, zero 01. Yeah. There is actually another Chris Smith in my firm. Um, What's he, 000? Zero, zero, zero? Uh, he's just C. Smith. Bastard. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> I got C. T. Smith. Anyway, um, we get each other's emails occasionally. Um <laughs> The uh, the the best honestly the best ways to group the other one is the website it's just chris dash like hyphen so you go to that website you're gonna see my my beautiful face on there and it's it. I'll be honest, it's a very generic website because our industry <laughs> is very restrictive with that. Mm-hmm. Facebook groups is where you're gonna So say they provide
2: them, or did you have to do it?
1: Uh, it's mostly provided. Yeah. I had to go through a company that my firm allows me to go through,
2: or I pay ten or fifteen
1: grand to another company to do Are it. Are you allowed
2: to do anything like for the group? No. I can link to it. You're not allowed to make a site for it though? No. But you're allowed to make the group. Yeah. It's private. That's interesting. It's private, that's why.
1: You have to, you uh, have to be approved to get in. So that makes it a different animal. If it were really public, it's, a, yeah, it's not public, so that's the key right now. That's there. fascinating. That's a public versus private is a key time, difference right? in marketing um, compliance. No, that makes some sense. Uh, and then my cell, 989-737-4842. That's my personal cell and, and my business cell. I, I used to have a business number that was separate. Decided not to have awesome. it. Uh, but when I text, I have to do it through a, compl- a hearsay. So yeah. you'll get a text back from a different number. No, yeah, or, or or show up at my house. <laughs> don't do that. My wife, and dogs and everybody. Yeah, it'd be a little uncomfortable. Get some.
2: Yeah, it looks familiar. Yeah, I some of my materials material. here. Nice looking materials. Yeah, comprehensive investment solutions.
1: Those markets don't want you get, get yeah. money. They are, oh, yeah. Whole good. life insurance and asset in your portfolio. That's the uh, the yep. the boring way of saying infinite banking. <laughs> New York life calls it yeah. bank on the whole life or bowl. Bank of, uh, I don't like that because the pigeon it in the whole life. Right? On, on, or, or play yeah.
0: on, yeah. on yeah. But no, man, Chris, we want to thank you again for being a special guest on the Royal Podcast, man. Like I said, in this uh, episode seven and looking forward to continue building that relationship with you, man, and keeping this podcast going. So... Amen. Thank um, you for having me. Amen. For sure, man.